We are live. We are live. Hello and welcome back to another episode of For Evans Sake Daily. My name is Ni Odate Evans. And I'm Nana Evans. And we bring you the news from a parenting perspective. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Eddie Murphy's outburst at the Golden Globes. <laughs> um, there's a school in Essex that has banned all romantic relationships. And we're going to be talking about Sadiq Khan and his expansion of the ULES zone, not forgetting at the end our parenting conundrum where we ask the question, can you be too honest with your children? Yes. So first of all, Nana, what has Eddie Murphy been up to? Okay, so Eddie Murphy was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award at mm. the Golden Globes, Granny. rightly so. Yeah. yeah. Um, after his lovely speech, uh, he went on to to the crowd to say, you know, I'm going to give you free life lessons that I've learned. Mm -hmm. And this is what you should implement in your life. He started off with number one, pay your taxes. <laughs> number two, mind your business. Mm -hmm. And number three, Keep Will Smith's wife's name out of your mm -mm mouth. And the crowd erupted in laughter and clapping. And I would say that was super shady from uh, Eddie Murphy there. What do you think? I don't think it was shady. I don't think there was any shade about it. It was very direct and to the <laughs> point. He just cussed him out. And, and, and I, think, I think Eddie was out of line. Yeah? I think, yeah. yeah, I think he was out. Look. It's happened. And yeah. it's like everybody... A year ago Yeah, as well. a year yeah. ago. Everybody has to move on from that point. And so, you know, we've spoken in the past about like Chris and Will both not being defined by that moment because they both respectively have amazing careers. Mm. And then you, Eddie, come along <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, let me try and ride off these... Nah. You see how comedians stick together though because there was like, you know, a huge backlash from comedians mm. being like, this is out of order. We, we're up there, we're doing our jobs. This is what we do. So I get that, you know, the godfather of comedians at this moment is Eddie Murphy is going to use this moment. It's a big moment as well to have a jab at will, but also, you know, this is going to be world news. And it is. It's everywhere. Yeah, you're just riding off it. He's, tre yeah. he's trending everywhere. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's kind of low, isn't it, actually? It's, it's low. Because, you know, you just refer to him as the godfather of, of comedians. Com yeah. So I would expect somebody in that position to speak on the matter when it was happening. Mm, yeah. Okay, okay. Because if Eddie Murphy was like, I'm going to do an announcement on YouTube about what happened. Yeah. Are we not all going to listen? Yeah, yeah, true. You true. would have had the At world's the time, ears. Yeah, that's you true. Know? But to do it now... And then, and and this is the thing. In in some ways, Eddie isn't any better than Will. Maybe worse because are we? To, tell me who else won something at the Golden Globes? You know, I know nobody. What are we talking about about the yeah. Golden Globes? Yeah. And and Will, you can argue, in the heat of the moment, got worked up and did something really stupid. Whereas Eddie, that was calculated. Yeah. You're stealing everybody's thunder. There was younger actors so there would have been actors winning like new awards and whatnot have you that was their massive moment we don't know who they are we're not talking about this them. is the news okay mm, that's fair that's fair yeah yeah i think you got a yeah, point there yeah I, that's uh eddie didn't do well man eddie didn't do well like nah yeah and it's, it's old news it is it's old news it is old news it isn't fair to bring it up again no i think you're right on this one I'm always right. <laughs> we had just started speaking about um, a school in Essex who have decided that they are going to ban romantic relationships mm. 
amongst students. Well, it's all physical contact, basically. Yeah, and it, the whole thing just seems a bit much. Like, it just wild. I was I was reading um, the extract from the paper from the newspaper, and it said so. It was, it's the last bit of this paragraph that really mm -hmm. stood out for me. So a secondary school in Essex has banned all physical contact between pupils and outlawed relationships in a bid to encourage professional behaviour. Yes. And I'm like, why, why are we only teaching children in school how to behave professionally? Like, we need well-rounded individuals. So actually, you need to know how to conduct yourself within a relationship. Exactly. You need to know how to conduct yourself within a friendship group. Yeah. All of these things are really important. Which and you also need in a professional environment. Yeah, abs so absolutely. It beggars belief as to what the the kind of headship, that, that head team, think constitutes professional. Because yeah. that, to me, just sounds really um, alien yeah. and quite, you know, standoffish and prudish yeah, and just yeah. you know everybody to themselves focus on your work and mm, that's it mm. and it's like what about how they conduct relationships i think for me this i think we've got the, the society in general has got to a place where maybe because people are unsure how to tackle a certain thing mm. then they they take a sledgehammer to it instead so if if i take an extreme like if if you think about um i don't know sexual abuse or something yeah, like that yeah and so trying to stop those things from happening within the school environment yeah rather than taking the time to adopt a nuanced approach okay yeah. in, in dealing yeah. with change it change the culture as to what's going on exactly maybe some maybe there are lots of people focused on relationships and maybe mm -hmm. it was slightly lax yeah in the school yeah. it's like it doesn't make sense to then go the total other way and it's like no touching like, it, it just yeah I, that's that's really concerning it seems so strange because like, people hug and like, i'm thinking when i was in school it's like you mm. greet we kind of greeted each other with a hug yeah you do that now when yeah. you see your friends or people you work with you you hug each other not so much holding hands but you may link arms there's mm. lots of different ways that you show that's my friend i care for that person and it doesn't have to be relationship stuff, and, well. you know, as in like boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. all of that. And, and the thing is as well, is like you have to, so you have children in that environment. So let's just say two friends haven't seen each other in a long time and then they hug, but maybe they do it right at the beginning of assembly or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a, a teachable moment where you're yeah. like, actually, look, we get it. You know, you haven't seen each other in ages. But doing it right in the middle of assembly perhaps wasn't the, the yes, greatest thing to do. Yes, that's not appropriate. And it's like, yeah. this school is where children should be learning these things. Yes. It's where they spend the majority of their time. Um, arguably, school has way more influence than even parents do. Yeah, definitely. Um, and definitely. so to, to, to just have a... Yeah, it's stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that loads of the parents are against it as well mm. um, and weren't consulted in this change... That to me is really wild. And for then the school's counter to be, well, the majority of parents and students are okay with this. No, there needed to be some type of yeah. consultation yeah. as to what you're changing, because those are big things. Or set it out very clearly that it is, you know, class time, assemblies, whatever. There isn't going to, we are not allowing touching. Yeah. I would expect that anyway, that mm. that's not going on. People aren't just hugging each other as they're, supposed to be in class that's fine mm. but to be like we're restricting all physical touch to me just sounds so ludicrous and i hope that they expand on this and really give some details because we don't want other schools copying yeah 
this way yeah. of schooling like it's no that's that's stepping backwards to it's, something it, else yeah. and and you're not actually dealing with whatever the initial issue yeah. may have been yeah like you, exactly you haven't actually dealt with it it's it's akin to kind of brushing it under the rug so hey. yeah hopefully that doesn't catch on or we get some more clarity yeah as to what this policy is, is yeah yeah um Sadiq Khan has been busy Mm-hmm. He is busy expanding the ULES zone. Yes. Um, he is busy expanding the bank account of, of, of Transport for London. I look, as a driver, um, somebody who's driven professionally and, and just normally, mm. I hate what is happening to London. I hate how drivers are being treated. But the thing that really, really upsets me is how this is impacting normal people, mm. regular people, working people who are like, you're taking money out of people who are just going to work. People who we consider like really important to society, like nurses and, and teachers yeah. and carers. And you're just making life that much harder well, for you're them. Adding on another road tax in the guise of helping the environment. And the counter that loads of people use is um, it's like what what ULES could do for the environment is the same as what banning smoking did for dining indoors. And it's like it's not the same it's not the because same. it's not a ban. And if you were to ban the polluting vehicles, I could absolutely understand that because you really are being like we it, it causes so many different health factors to people and the majority of people that suffer from their pollution are usually working class people and poor Mm. people so you you know it's like dancing around that without a ban but you're going to tax now if smokers were able to pay an extra tax like another 12 percent on their meals they would pay they would pay it so it doesn't stop anything because yeah. then people would still be in smoky yeah. environments. And that's what they're doing with you, Les. It's exactly the same thing. People who can are going to pay for it. And it may be at the detriment to their families and whatever mm. else, but they are probably going to pay for it. So you're just taking from them. It, it feels like with everything that's to do with the environment and cars, poorer families are always at, at the, the brunt of it. Yeah. So for example, um, during uh, COVID, and everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of the, the councils did these little mission bonds, mm. which were stopping people oh, from, that, you know, just a normal road that you would go down to go to the, to the shop. Now you've got to drive all of the way around. Yes. Now what happens is, is it's great for those people living on those roads. Yeah. Amazing. You've, re- you've reduced traffic. You've reduced pollution. Amazing. We're really happy for you. But what happens is, is all that traffic now goes out onto the main roads. Okay. And everybody thinks that's fine because it's just a main road. On top of those shops are also families yes. living in those houses, but we don't seem to care yeah. about them. Is it because those houses on top of the shops don't cost as much? Are they because they're considered yeah. lower class families? And they're the ones really, you know, taking Absolutely the impact. Impacted by the air quality, the traffic, the noise the increased noise that was going past their houses and and, and past their flats and nobody cared. But also some people, like the residents, weren't consulted. They didn't even know that this was taking place. Mm -hmm. They just woke up and then there was these these massive plant pot-sized things and road restrictions. So 
I, I so as you know, I during that time I was I was driving and I hadn't driven for about six seven months, and then I went out to pick up a on a on a job to an area that I knew very well. Yeah, I couldn't get out of the area. Yeah, going round circling trying to trying to find how to redirect. Um, it's it's crazy, and I do think this extension with the users for Sadiq Khan to say I'm pledging 160 million for this to be implemented. Would it not make more sense that there was, in the amount of money that has been spent, there may have just been like a, let's decommission these cards and you can get like a grant to get a a better car because we care about the environment. Would that not make more sense than just spending millions on putting up cameras and signs and fines? And so that's, that's 160 million that's been spent for these extra cameras. Okay, and they're saying that it's going to bring back anywhere between 100, so that's a loss, and 300 million. Okay, which isn't amazing. Okay, but the killer thing is, I I forget the exact date, I think they said by 2027, correct me if I'm wrong, look it up, that they expect that they won't be making any money from from these uh, these taxes, yeah, because everybody's going to be green. But I feel like that's also a lie. I mean, because if that's the case, then shouldn't they not be making any money from the congestion charge as well? Like we're seeing a massive increase in electric cars, which also now. So first of all, they started with hybrid cars. Yeah. Like so, if you had like a plug-in electric, there was a period where you were allowed to drive into central London. Now you are no longer allowed to drive into central. Well, you are. You just got to pay. Um, <laughs> and the same thing now they're going to do for electric vehicles, I think, in about three years from now. So they're going to have electric vehicles will need to pay to go into the congestion charge. So it's literally just going to be a a tax. It has nothing to do really with congestion. It is, you can come in here and congest the place. You just got to pay. You just got to pay for it. This is, this, yeah, we, I mean, there's a petition that's out there at the moment. um, And it can be, um, I think they wanted up to 200,000 signatures on there and then mm. it would be rediscussed again with yeah. this um implementation to expand the zone in august so yeah if you really are opposed to it and are going yeah. to be affected by this as well i think definitely sign up to that petition you just never know you know sometimes and, petitions do work yeah you know. and i think it's really important that now more than ever when you look at all of the bills that the the conservative government is trying to put into place they're really trying to curtail our rights to be able to actually fight back against proposals mm. and i think now more than ever is the time to to respond to these things and, and show that you know actually you we can't don't just want this. do this stuff yeah. but yeah no this is this is disappointed from sadiq khan um it's always know. disappointing from sadiq khan well last <laughs> last week he did something good with knife crime but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so you have a parenting conundrum for us don't you yes this is a Yes, it's, it's an interesting one. It upset me. It upset me, to it's, be honest with you. But parenting conundrum. Yeah. Okay, all right. So the con- the conundrum is there's uh, a man. Mm-hmm. He's he's put this forward to a group on Reddit, and he has three sons. Mm-hmm. And his middle son dropped out of school at like 15, um, got involved with the wrong crowd, started taking drugs, everything else. And, there, and now he's 23. He's managed to clean his life up somewhat and find a job and he is a cashier and he was speaking to his dad about this just like you know 
going on the right path. And the dad then kind of berated him and was like, you've got nothing to really be proud of. Like you're far behind your siblings. Mm -hmm. The older one is training to be a dentist and the younger one is in college. And, you know, and he doesn't have an education. And the, the father goes on to say to him, like, this is probably going to be your life because you don't have a college education. You're going to be stuck in jobs like this. You know, being kind of like very hardline on mm. his on his son. His son takes offense to this, gets very angry with him, and has stopped talking to him. Um, the dad doesn't feel this is okay because the mother and father have been paying for this son while he was in his wayward years and have looked after him. So he put it to the forums like, is he out of order for how he was addressing his son? What do you think? I think you know what? I think he knows that he was out of order. Yeah. I think the the reason why you're going and putting this on a forum is because you know, deep down inside, I was out of order. And I think it's, it actually, it actually made me really angry listening to it because it's just like, where is the accountability on the part of the parent? Like, mm. where, at what point were you like, this is the role that I played as a parent trying to raise this child? And, and they, because a lot of the time parents think that because they've got it right with other children mm. that actually this is just a bad child. This is, and you don't realize that it's not a, a one thing fits all with, with children. Yeah. You know, what you do for this child isn't necessarily going to be the same thing you need to do for that child. This child doesn't respond the same way that that child responds. And it's, it's up to you as a parent to mm. work out how each of your children operates and how you need to communicate with them in order to get the best out of them. And I would Definitely. say that, probably as parents they didn't do that for that child well also on top of that you know lots of people that get into drugs it's usually like a counter for shame like there's an underlying shame there and to go in and shame your son about his life choices when he was a teenager isn't really going to help his recovery and him staying drug free like it's just compounding his feelings and he should feel safe and get congratulations for changing mm. his life. It's like, it's a it's a huge feat compared to his other siblings who have kind of gone down the education route. Mm -hmm. He's gone off and done other things and got himself into trouble. But to come out of it, where lots of people who get involved in drugs and become drug addicts, they it actually takes, like I think it's an average of 30 years yeah. to get clean. So yeah. that he's managed to do that, there should be way more encouragement. I think there's a lot of bitterness mm -hmm. and anger. And shame. Yes, on the parents' side yeah, as well. And yeah. he was projecting that. Yeah. And really, counselling needs to be sought because to, for the father and, and, and the mother as well to just collate their disappointment as to what took place, forgive themselves and forgive their mm. son, or this will come up again. Also, the idea that he is going to be a cashier for the rest of his life <sighs> is folly. Yeah. It's complete folly. It's, it's absolutely not true. But if you're thinking that, really, like, there's, you know, you have, you definitely have to take some responsibility on how you have been thinking about your son and how you've been treating him, really. Mm. Because I bet if you delved in a little bit more, there, there would be telltale signs yeah. Yeah. that you probably favoured the other two a little yeah. bit more. Anyway, it made him susceptible to going off with this other crowd to feel some love. Like, it's just... It, it is, it is a crazy one to ask, but maybe he wasn't asking because he knows he was wrong. Maybe he was asking to be validated that it's okay really? to treat his child like that. It was about 70-30. 
there were comments in the in the thread that was a bit like, you know, you just gave him a reality check. And that was the 30%. Yeah. Definitely lots of people being like that. that you're just being real. Kids are... You know, they can't take realness. It, it, they can't it help wasn't it a reality check. I, I understand. That. I can understand that he may have thought I'm going to give him a reality check, mm. but it wasn't a reality check because you just transposed your worst fears onto him. Yeah. But it's not actually a reality check. Like you think that he's not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Precisely that. But that's just in your mind. And some people, think, you know, some people really do go into like young people are soft. And this was another time where you there was lots of comments just being like he's just soft and you know you've got to be hard on him so that he grows out of this and takes on that you know he can make something of his life like tough love type of talks were going on but there was loads more people the majority was like what you've done is absolutely out of order and you need to apologize yeah i hope he does i hope so i hope he does yeah because again we know that for a lot of parents Apologising is just not even a thing. It's just not. Apollo what? <laughs> Apollo who? <laughs> it's I know, just... it's a hard one. Yeah. I mean, um, it did say they were in their 40s, so hopefully. But, hopefully, you know, but yeah. Age isn't even anything, but I guess yeah, yeah. older generations, I think apologising is even far more removed. Moved, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's hope. Let's hope. Something comes over that. Thanks and prayers for the family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I think that's us. Is that us? That's us. That's okay, us. Okay. So we had our little uh, Tec- technical, our technical hitches. hitches today, but if you stuck with us, thank you very much. Thank we you. appreciate it. Um, please feel free to tell your friends mm-hmm. about our show. We are here Monday to Friday, yes. 12 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, talking about all of the things happening in the news that well, we're talking about it from a parent's perspective. Yes. Um, and yeah, and we love your feedback. So yes. please, um, you know, if you want to join in the chat while we're talking or, you know, again on, on TikTok, we've got quite a lot of uh, conversation going. So please feel free TikTok to join us there. And um, actually there's like quite a bit of chat on Facebook as well. Yep, people. Yep. So yeah, get involved and mm-hmm. send in suggestions like Eve Burke did because she alerted us to the ULES. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Eve. Yes, thank you, Eve, for mm-hmm. letting us know about that. And we did go on a bit of a rabbit hole with that and really sort out how that's going to shape yeah. communities and who's been affected. So please suggest it. We'll go and look look into that new story mm-hmm. and bring it back to you as well. Brilliant. Guys, have a lovely day and we will see you tomorrow at Bye-bye. 12.